a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Throughout the pandemic, we all put our faith and trust in this nation's healthcare workers. We labeled them essential workers and called them heroes for their efforts on the front lines of the pandemic. But at the end of 2022 and now into 2023, uh, we're seeing some troubling trends. We're seeing nurses strike, uh, most recently, two major hospitals in New York City. So what happened? What's going on? What comes next? Uh, Really pleased to have joining us from the Washington Post, Jacob Bogage, who writes about business and technology for the Post. Uh, He had a great piece on this. 7,000 New York City nurses uh, continue to strike over staffing levels. Uh, Jacob, welcome to the program, and uh, just give us a sense of what's happening. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, You did a really great rundown there. We're looking at two major hospital systems in New York where nurses have been asking for more money, for uh, retention of their health benefits, but most crucially, more nurses. uh, Increase the staffing complement. They say that the ratio of nurses to patients have gotten dangerously too, too high, um, and they just don't have the resources to do their jobs. And, you know, they're on the street picketing in front of these hospitals because fewer nurses means worse health worse healthcare outcomes for patients. Yeah, and as we look at it, especially as we've kind of run through this, uh, this trifecta in terms of looking at uh, what's still going on in terms of COVID, uh, RSV, and then just the, the flu, uh, all of those are, seem to be taking their toll. And, again, those short staff in terms of uh, nurses is got to be just compounding that, uh, not just there in New York, but across the country. Yeah, and especially when we look at COVID, I mean, the the pandemic is not over. Um, And and there's a new variant that's emerging out of the Northeast, uh, XBB 1.5, which is an offshoot of the Omicron variant that absolutely walloped this country around the holiday season, excuse me, after the holiday season this time last year. And uh, so, you know, you're taking nurses out of hospitals right now, um, right when a lot of parts of this country are bracing for a potential uh, another wave of COVID. Uh, and so as you look at it, let's let's stick with New York for just a second uh, before we go a little broader in terms of some of the impact. As, as we look at this current strike, uh, how is that playing out? I know the governor's weighed in a little bit. Uh, you've got some people you know, saying this is uh, strike is a, is a reckless thing. Uh, wh- where are we in the negotiation? What does it look like? Uh, we're moving slowly. So, yeah, the governor of New York, Kathy Hockle, had, had suggested the two sides go to binding arbitration. The union representing the nurses rejected that. The governor, excuse me, the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, said, that, you know, stay at the negotiating table. Do not get up. Don't leave. If you're going to strike, strike, but keep working. The union got up and left anyway. Um, 
there's, we're talking about two hospital systems here. At, at one of them, they're back at the negotiating table uh, today. They were there yesterday. Uh, I'm being told they're they're moving closer and closer to working out a deal, but they're not there yet. At the other one, still no bargaining session set. I, the main sticking point here is not just the concept of hiring more nurses, but in a state like California, there's actually mandatory nurse-to-patient ratios. Mm. And if you violate those ratios, a healthcare facility can be fined wow. up to $30,000 per day for violating those ratios. The union wants to encode something like that into its uh, labor agreement just to, to provide some teeth and incentive yeah. uh, for these, these hospitals to hire more nurses. And obviously the hospitals don't want to go along with that. And so that's kind of where we're stuck right now. Oh, that's fascinating. And, uh, and obviously everyone is interested in, in patient safety. Uh, but I think the one thing that we all can recognize uh, is that all of these healthcare workers have just got to be exhausted. Uh, I think most of us were spent and exhausted coming out of the, the pandemic but I, I think we have to imagine dealing with that on a day-to-day basis and then coming out of it, but not really. Uh, most of the rest of the world thinks uh, life is good and moving on, uh, but healthcare professionals continue to deal with that day in, day out, plus all of the usual things that, that go on. There's got to be just a weariness uh, amongst uh, nurses in particular uh, that has got to be a struggle in terms of how do you actually negotiate to the, as you mentioned, the, the right levels of patient to nurse and uh, things like time off and pay and all of that. That is a pretty complex uh, calculation to be made. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I mean, you're you're totally right. By one measure, 100,000 nurses left the profession between 2020 and 2021. 100,000. That's incredible. Uh, And I... Look, I mean, I think all of your listeners, you know, either you you know a nurse or you know someone who knows a nurse or you see somebody in scrubs at the grocery store. I mean, you know, this is a huge profession and there's a lot of folks involved and stunningly it's not enough. Um, And, you know, yeah, folks are exhausted. You know, I can tell you, like, I, I, I went to high school with a lot of people who were nurses and I feel like I'm on Facebook every other day and another one is saying I'm leaving the profession or I'm going to go be a travel nurse mm. uh, because I can't deal with doing this day in and day out, especially in the community that I serve. I mean, yes, folks are exhausted, but there is real trauma and emotional distress. That these, I mean, they're physically exhausted, but mentally and emotionally yeah. uh, that – we as a country are going to be dealing with among our work, our, our healthcare professionals for generations. Mm. Yeah, that that's uh, such a powerful thought there. And uh, I, I just remember I, I was on a uh, uh, award there. I walked through one during the, the midst of the pandemic and just watched, uh, just watched the nurses and the doctors interact. And I remember seeing one nurse that was basically told to, by the doctor who had to go deal with, you know, 27 other problems 
that this nurse, this young nurse, had to be the one to go tell the family, you you better gather because uh, this is this is going to come to an end pretty rapidly. And I said, oh, my goodness, the, the weight of all of that has just got to be so exhausting. Uh, and so as you look at it, Jacob, as, as uh, you look at things rolling forward, do you see this continuing as just a – uh, a, a labor issue and kind of a state by state kind of thing. Is there anything on the the federal level that people are looking at? Is there anything else that uh, you're kind of keeping your eye on as the negotiations in New York continue on that might impact other areas of the country? So I think there is a state by state aspect to this that that states are are going to have to look at um, their you know everything from their university systems and their mm. their nursing schools yeah. to. Um, you know, are there economic incentives that we can give folks who are healthcare professionals to join the profession or stay in the profession? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the federal level is going to have to look at that too. Um, you know, it, it, I will just say it's hard to do. Um, it's hard to, to to enact policy that is about health and wellness and encouraging positive outcomes rather than reacting uh, to to certain symptoms when you can't stabilize your workforce. And I I think that's kind of the rock and the hard place that uh, this profession finds itself in right now. Yeah. Uh, Great insight. Jacob Bogage writes for about business and technology for the Washington Post. This is a really fascinating piece on uh, 7,000 New York City nurses continue to strike. And uh, it is going to have impact not just there in New York. Uh, This will play out across the country and impact all of us uh, and those that we love. Jacob, thanks so much for joining us today. Great insight. Thanks for having me. Uh, and that's one we're going to have to continue to watch. Again, it will mostly be a, a state-by-state basis, but uh, making sure that our healthcare professionals, again, we, we call them essential, uh, we call them heroes, uh, and we've got to be interested in terms of how do we treat those heroes and those essentials, uh, maybe when the pressure is off slightly for the rest of us. They're still dealing with so much of that day-to-day, and how do we keep people in the profession? How do we make sure we're getting more people on the front end uh, coming into it, there's there's so many aspects of that to look at, but it will impact all of us, uh, whether we know someone who's in that profession as a nurse uh, or someone who needs the help and services of a nurse, uh, that impact uh, will get to all of us. All right, uh, we're going to step aside for some bottom of the hour news, but don't go anywhere and fasten your seatbelts. Coming up after the break, we will have Representative Chip Roy from Texas will join us live from Washington, D.C., We'll talk about the battle for the speakership, the negotiations for the rules package, and what comes next in the Congress in Washington, D.C. Stick around. Chip Roy from Texas joining us next on Inside Sources. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless, and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.